Hello and welcome to the Proper Car Podcast. I'm Drew Markey and I'm excited to share my love of cars and my knowledge of the car sales and service industry with you. The goal of this podcast is to help you be more informed about the car buying process, to help you find the best car for your needs and your budget, and to help you enjoy car ownership more than you've ever imagined. I'm your ally in car buying and I can't wait to help you out, so let's get started. Cars are a depreciating asset. Well, the last couple of years might challenge that statement, but as a whole, the value of cars drops over time, which has always allowed for a debate over paying cash or financing. I'd like to take this episode to talk about a few of the main points made on both sides of this debate, and to explain why there are times each option can make the most sense. It's definitely the type of thing that is pretty dependent on your situation, so I don't think it's wise to have a hard rule that everyone must follow when it comes to financing or paying cash. In the first segment of this episode, I'm going to explain some of the important elements to know about so that you can make these decisions for yourself with upcoming purchases. In the following segment, I'll talk about situations where cash is the best option and explain a bit about why some situations are really best suited to cash purchases. In the final portion of the podcast, I'm going to talk about times where financing is really the best option for you. It's a great situation to be in if you have the option to pay cash or finance, and one I'm looking forward to discussing. So let's get started. Going back to the point I made at the start of this episode, cars are a depreciating asset. But what exactly does that mean? Well, a car has some sort of value tied to it. If you need to sell the car, there's a price you could be paid for it. And normally it's a large amount in the thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. So therefore, it's considered a financial asset. But as you use a car and as time passes, the value of cars typically goes down. As I also mentioned at the very start of the podcast, these last couple years have really been an exception to that rule. With some people making money off of cars that they've had for years, but generally speaking, this is the case, and this is what you should plan for when you're purchasing a car. And, you know, there are always other exceptions, like classic cars or rare vehicles that could be going up in value, but for the vast majority of cars on the road, for the vast majority of listeners to this podcast, the vehicle you own is losing value over time. And that's something that anyone buying a car should know and understand. So when it comes to decisions like paying cash or financing, the debate often comes back to that depreciating asset point that I was making. Typically, you'll gain money if you invest the cash that you have. So whether you're 
using that cash to buy stocks or bonds or even just putting it into a savings account, there's some sort of a slow, steady increase that typically happens when cash is put toward investments. So if you have $30,000 in cash that you could use to buy a car, a financial advisor is probably going to tell you to invest most of that money instead. This was especially true when interest rates on car loans were super low. You might expect to gain, I don't know, something like 5 to 8% on money that you invest, but the rate you would have been charged on a loan would be significantly lower. So the theory is that if you invest that money and finance the car, you'll actually be at a net positive, financially speaking. One problem to that theory, though, is that everything is left to chance. The investment you make could lose money, or you can run into other risks like losing your job or just having other things come up that make it more difficult for you to make car payments. And if you have this monthly recurring expense that's tied to your car, that's not always great. Also, if your investment is in a longer term uh, type of, of a manner, then you don't necessarily just have access to that cash once you've invested it. And even if you do, sometimes there's different types of investments where you might pay a penalty or you may be charged uh, a, a fee or something with your taxes will come up as a result of pulling that money back out. So there's a lot of issues with, you know, just investing the money rather than putting it towards a car. But I'm not a financial advisor, so I can't and obviously shouldn't probably go too in-depth on any more details around that. I understand the basic principles of it, and I think it's okay to share that kind of concept with you so that you can think about it a little bit more on your own. Um, But I think it's safe to explain some of those basics. I know some people who would be able, uh, allowed to, and licensed to be able to discuss this further and probably answer questions about this topic for you. So, Let me know if that's something you'd be interested in hearing. I've considered doing interviews on the podcast uh, in the future, and that certainly seems like uh, the type of person that would be really worthwhile to have join the podcast for some questions. Okay, so with all of that said, and with the understanding that the money you pay out for a car will technically lose value over time, why would you pay cash? Well, there are many examples of when this is a wise option. One is the fact that once you pay cash, you actually own it. The fact that we call it an asset, it's really not entirely true until you have full ownership of that vehicle. Up until that time, you can't really get the the full value that the vehicle may be worth if you were to need to sell it. So in the next segment, I want to talk about a couple of times when cash is the best option. 
and we'll explain some scenarios that might match your own and will hopefully help you a lot with this decision. I've mentioned before on the podcast that I'm generally pretty debt averse. As a young adult, I love the idea of having extra buying power thanks to the plastic card in my wallet. And a few years of hard times financially really changed my perspective on debt. And as a result, I'm often going to challenge people to consider what is possible if they only paid cash for the things that they want and need. I want to help others stay out of those difficult financial positions. I know how stressful and how challenging they can be. And I also know the value of owning something because of the financial freedom and that stress reduction that true ownership of something can provide rather than having things that you only really are allowed to use as long as you can stay on top of your payments. So if I'm talking to someone who can afford to put a decent amount of money down on an upcoming car purchase, or if they say they can pay X number of dollars in cash, but they'd like to finance more so they can get something nicer, I'll at least discuss the options if they were to only use the cash that they have for the upcoming purchase. And, you know, our economy has just been all over the place. Um, Recently, it's definitely been that way. But throughout my entire adult life, I've seen and experienced how big swings in inflation or unemployment rates, the stock market and other things can really make life difficult financially for people. So the security net provided by not having to make payments on a vehicle is pretty significant. Most people depend on their car to get to and from their job. And the loss of the car could mean the loss of a job. Or if you've already lost a job, it might mean the difference between being able to get to one or even just get to interviews for the jobs that you would like to have. So again, having a paid off car where you don't run into potential financial challenges as a result of payments can be really helpful in those situations. One of the other reasons I'm a big supporter of having a car that's paid for is that cars can bring unexpected expenses. If your car is out of warranty, you run the risk of spending hundreds to thousands of dollars on maintenance and repairs that will come up from time to time. That's much easier to handle when you haven't been making regular monthly payments and you don't have to continue to bank those regular monthly payments as well. Especially when things get unexpectedly tight and challenging financially for you. 
And if I'm talking to someone who is shopping for a car that has higher mileage, that's already out of warranty, it's a little bit older, or if it puts them at risk of some upcoming costs just based on understanding of maybe some of the reliability uh, concerns on certain vehicles, then I'm definitely going to push the idea of paying cash over financing if it's an option. I see these situations all the time, and none of them are completely black and white because each car shopper brings a unique story, different financial possibilities, and their own needs from their car. But I think this way of thinking is really helpful for many people when considering how to pay for their next car purchase. The episode I did on leasing explained how I don't think it's a great option in most situations, but that there were a few times where it could still make sense. And when it comes to financing a car, I'd say there are significantly more times when it's the best move. It takes most people at least a few years into their working careers to save up enough cash that they might be able to pay in full for a car. And every case varies here. Of course, there are the fortunate few who don't have those financial challenges that they have to deal with. But most of us do. And everyone out there will have a different rate in which they're able to set excess funds aside for savings like this. And I've said it before, but... My hope is that I'm able to help people through this podcast and my business to make wise financial decisions when it comes to cars. I'm especially interested in helping those who have a tougher time, whether that's due to unnecessary discrimination that holds you back or growing up in a financial position that just makes big steps like these that much harder to accomplish. But no matter what challenges you face, the option to finance a car will be the best choice for many of us at some point in our lives. If you don't have much cash available but you need a reliable car, financing one can be a good decision. It gives you the opportunity to drive something newer, hopefully more reliable, and generally minimizes what the upkeep costs will be compared to if you found a car with a very small amount of cash available to put toward a complete purchase. Those cars are often going to be older and with higher miles and definitely out of warranty, and especially if the amount of cash that you can put up at the beginning is is really low in the like thousand to five thousand dollar range for example like you're not going to be able to find that many cars especially right now where it's not like you can go buy um, a lot of older cars that are just in good condition for cheap because even those are selling for a lot more these days financing a car is also a great way to build credit And while 
I'm not a huge fan of relying heavily on credit and debt to be able to set yourself up for a lifestyle that you wish you could have. I definitely understand the value of having and building good credit. There are a lot of other things that you may want or need to do in the future that will rely on good credit. And a car loan is one of the best ways to go about building that. Also, spreading out the cost of a purchase is something that makes a lot of sense in these larger purchases. Most people buying a car at some point look to finance, as I just said, but almost everybody looks into financing when they buy a house. And both of those are kind of in that category of big purchase amount up front, but there's a, a necessity and there's also a lot that you can you can get that you want out of a house or a car. And your budget and your specific interests and needs are always going to come into play in kind of putting that all together into what car can you buy that fits those needs and your budget? What house can you buy that fits your needs and your budget? And this is where financing can be really helpful because you can look into, you know, being able to finance something that is really what you need and a little bit of what you want, but doesn't push you to the extents of what's maybe reasonable with your budget. And at the same time, it's very easy to allow those smaller monthly payments compared to the large upfront costs of a purchase to get out of hand. And we will overstretch and go after the biggest, best possible thing. And that's the situation that I always try to caution people about when it comes to financing a car or a house or putting things on a credit card or anything else that comes back to that credit and debt situation. I did a whole episode on financing and it talked a lot more about the types of terms and rates and things that you want to consider and to look out for when it does come time to finance a vehicle. I would recommend that you go back and listen to that episode. There's also a spreadsheet that I reference in the podcast episode that's on my website that kind of shows you the cost and the potential uh, payments of different interest rates with the different types of pricing that you might be looking at. Um, I think it's a really helpful tool just to give you a, a quick visual representation of when you finance X number of dollars for a certain rate or for, for a certain period of time or term, what that's going to cost you in total as a result. And that's one of the things that I think is always worth considering before you do finance a car. But again, just to wrap up about financing and why it could be a really good option between building credit giving you the opportunity to have a vehicle that is probably more reliable and a little bit more suited to your needs or just not being in a position where you have the cash to pay for a car. There are plenty of situations where financing makes definitely the most sense. 
I really hope this episode was helpful for you. I know there are a lot of considerations, uh, a lot of things I just discussed, and so many more things to think about when buying a car. So please reach out to me if you have any other questions. My consulting services can be really helpful when you need a guide through this process. To learn more, check out my website at thepropercar.com and find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the underscore proper underscore car. You're welcome to direct message me there or email me at podcast at thepropercar.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy the drive.